This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 543. Great to have your company once again. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, now you can take your power anywhere with the new NRG Vault portable power banks. Sonos has released new smart connected speakers and Apple has launched a new classical music app. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a deep dive into the Oppo Find N2 Flip foldable smartphone. Uniden has released a dash cam for utes and work vehicles. And Netgear's M6 5G mobile hotspot has now been unlocked to work on any network. And we'll answer all your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, power is a big industry and getting even bigger, especially when you talk about portable power and you, you think about all the devices that we're using, all the products in our life, if there ain't any electricity, they uh, can't be run, they can't be charged, so they're not very useful to us. Laser, the Australian consumer tech company, has just launched a new brand within the company called NRG Vault. Now, these are portable power stations. Two models, the PV500, which has 288 watt-hour capacity, and the PV1500, which has 1,228 watt-hour capacities. And these are designed for you to power anything, or most things, anywhere. So imagine the uses for this, obviously, the first things that come to mind is if you're a camper or a caravaner, then this is really going to be in your wheelhouse, literally. It's going to be something you're going to want to have on the road, so that you're able to power various things like mini fridges, uh, other, other items, lights, various things that you need on the move but can't not necessarily have power to run uh, without a device like this. Now, they, uh, that's obviously trip, campy trips, road trips. They're the more... Uh, obvious uses for this sort of product but it can also it's all obviously a charger too it charges your mobile devices as well your drones cameras what well, you name it they uh they do the great a great job there the two models the differences of course is not only the actual physical size of the units but also the capacity of the units as well so obviously the higher the number the more power it can store in its battery and the the more time or the more devices you can charge Another use for this, I never really thought of this until I was at the launch last week, was used using this sort of product, the Energy Vault, as a backup in the event of a blackout. Those of you who have had a blackout know that everything's shut off, including your refrigerators, refrigerator if you've only got one. And if there's a if the blackout lasts for hours and in some cases days, then there's a lot of food that's going to be spoiling and food that's going to, you have to throw in the garbage because the fridge ain't running. Well, with the NRG Vault, it does have AC power plugs in there. So you can actually connect a fridge to the power station. And if you have the larger one, it can run a fridge for up to two days. And, and that's on a single charge of the power bank. I'll tell you how fast you can charge that up a little bit later. But it is just another scenario where you can even, if you want to plug in your modem, because you think about it, in the event of a blackout, your modem has no power, therefore you've got no internet in your house. If you can connect the modem to the power bank, at least you've got your internet and your Wi-Fi networks still working, plug in your fridge, your food ain't going to spoil. You can even plug in some portable lights. That That's the, that's the light situation sorted out. Uh, so it, it's... 
it, it really does come in handy. Now, on on the la- the smaller unit, the PV500, there's a 12-volt socket output, so that's your car power output, car power socket. There's a the there's also 240 volt AC power. So on the on the PV 500, there are two of those of two two plugs, uh, which are on located on the on the on the left side. Uh, there's also a solar charging input as well. That's one thing you can do is you can recharge the power stations using a solar panel. Which is available at at, uh, at extra cost, of course. But if you leave this out in the sun, it could take up to maybe six hours of char- of sun. You can fully recharge the the power stations. Uh, there's also USB and USB C ports. Now, in the case of the PV500, there's one USB 3.0 port, two USB C ports, and in the case of the PV1500, there are four 240-volt AC power ports. There is the 12-volt DC output port, and there are six USB ports, including four USB 3.0 ports and two USB-C ports. So USB, all, all the, both the 3.0 and the C can recharge your phones, your tablets, uh, just about anything. Uh, and it can can do it quite a few times as well. the 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 PV fifteen hundred can run lights for up to two hundred and twenty one hours. can can uh, charge your mobile device or tablet seventy four times. Can even charge laptops. Don't forget, it's got enough output to charge a laptop, including the MacBook Pro, up to seventeen times. Small appliances for up to eighteen hours, and medium and large appliances for up to four hours. Uh, the PV five hundred. Obviously, it doesn't have as much guts as the uh, well power as the other one, so you can only charge your mobile phone and tablets up to 17 times, charge your laptops up to four times, and run a light for up to 51 hours. The other use of this too that is, and once you get this product in your hands, the 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 possibilities are endless. There's so many scenarios where you could use this. One of them is for, well, a couple of them that, that, that were really good ideas. First one's for tradespeople and DIYers. So if you're a, you're, a, you're a tradie, you've no doubt got power tools, whether they run corded power tools or, or battery power tools. Either way, the energy vault can sort you out because if it's a power tool, like a, a saw or something, a, a bigger, a bigger uh, tool – then that's obviously a corded tool straight into the power, into the the power station. If you're running, if it's a rechargeable battery situation, where which often it is, you could be charging up all the batteries through the power station while you're actually currently using the power tool if it's powered by a battery. Uh, or if you're in remote areas as well, if there's no power point for, for miles, then this can also help you as well. And even if for tradies on a job, normally they run 20, 30 meter power cables. Now they don't even need to bother to look for a power point. They've got one right here with the with the power station. The other thing, the other scenario is for filmmakers and photographers who need power for their cameras, for their lights, for all kinds of things. Then again, this provides this scenario. So you, you can recharge. Now for myself, the first thing I thought of was being able to power all my equipment for astrophotography. Uh, I'm anyone who knows me of the last two, three, three years, I've been well into this hobby. And the idea is to use this product, the NRG Vault, to allow me to run my, my telescope and camera and all the other equipment all on this power station. Now here at home in my backyard, I can, I've got access to a PowerPoint, so it's no issue. But if I was in the middle of nowhere under dark skies, then there ain't any power points out there. So the power station would really come in handy there to power all my devices. It's a lot of, a lot of products associated with astrophotography are run off 12 volt. So just that 12 volt port would be enough for me to run the whole kit and caboodle. 
uh, through through the uh, the power station. So uh, really, uh, this is going to be something that I think it's going to pay you back over the years because it's going to allow you to do things that you wouldn't wouldn't have been able to do before. Especially if you're a tradie or someone who earns a living, then this is going to pay itself off in no time because you're able to do your job anywhere. Uh, for anyone else, camping, caravanning, astrophotography, it's going to make it possible to do anything anywhere which is really appealing to a lot of customers. Now, these are reasonably priced. These are, I've seen prices for similar products, which are way higher than this. The PV500 is $599.95. The PV1500 is $1,799.95. They are available from Harvey Norman and at the NRG Vault website, which we've linked on Tech Guide. So, yeah, you're going to hear this is a category that's going to grow. There are other brands out there that offer similar products, but uh, as, is as is Laser's nature, they do try to bring value to the customers as well. So high quality at a cheaper price, and they've done the exact same thing here for Energy NRG Vault. If you want to take a closer look at these portable power stations, you can check them all out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. All righty, let's talk Sonos and more, more precisely the Sonos Era 300 and Era 100 smart speakers. These are brand new, offer the same connectivity that Sonos is famous for, as well as the same audio quality as well. That that's a that's a, a iconic uh, part of the Sonos brand is that is that sound quality. The the two speakers here are also smart speakers as well, by the way. And they now the Era three hundred, the larger of the two speakers, now includes the ability to for to be compatible with spatial audio. So there are six drivers under the hood which can actually direct sound in every direction. So you're getting a Dolby Atmos-like performance. So it is compatible with spatial audio uh, services. I know for sure Amazon Music is, is one of them. Yet to confirm whether it'll work with Apple Music. I've, I've put that question to Sonos and we'll let you know more once I, once I uh, in a couple of weeks when I do the review of these speakers. But it is, uh, yet again, Sonos quality on display here. Uh, the Sonos Era 300 has an hourglass design, and there's pictures on Tech Guide to understand what I mean. So the front and the back kind of flare up from the middle where it's sort of narrower than the, than the outsides of the speakers so they can deliver multi-channel sound and also be used as a home theatre rear speaker with a Sonos soundbar. So if you happen to own a Sonos Arc, a Beam, uh, you, you can uh, use the these speakers as rear speakers to those Sonos soundbars. So you're able to create not only sur surround sound, but also Dolby Atmos if you're using the Era 300 speakers. The Sony Era 100 is basically a redesign of the Sonos One. So it does have a new look and feel as well as improved acoustic performance. Now, in the smaller unit, there are two angle tweeters and a large midwoofer. So you're getting great quality at higher frequencies, even the surprising bass from such a small device as well. Uh, there, the, There is, it will support uh, spatial audio uh, uh, for Apple Music, I just found out. Uh, it'll support that from March the 29th, which is when the Sonos Era 300 uh, and will go on sale. Uh, so there will no doubt be an update coming for the Sonos app and potentially for the Apple Music speaker too, for the Apple Music app, potentially an, an upgrade or, or a, an update at least for those as well. Uh, so, yeah, the Era 300 is has spatial audio, so offers surround sound, uh, has uh, the, the terrific extra layer of sound this time around. The 300 uh, offers stereo. Uh, two, uh, the, those, the, uh, under the hood, the two-angled tweeters and the, uh, the mid-woofer really combined to create a, a small, but like small device producing quite a mighty sound. Uh, and both of them are, are made also from post-consumer recycled plastic and packaged in 100% sustainably sourced paper as well. And they're 
also built for serviceability. If there is something wrong, you can actually uh, you get to the screws and adhesives and stuff and disassemble the speaker for repair, whether you do it yourself or someone else does it. I'd recommend someone else doing it. You're able to do that as well. And, of course, there is TruePlay. So you can use the microphone array in the ERA 100 and ERA 300 to optimize the sound for the acoustics of your space. So the room you're listening to it, you can just tap in the Sonos app and do your little true play optimization, uh, which is which is an app that runs on uh, a Sonos app runs on both Android and iOS. Now let's talk pricing. The Sonos Era 300, the larger speaker, is 749 bucks. The Sonos Era 100 will be 399 bucks and will go on sale on March 29. So the end of this month, Sonos enters a new era. You get it? Era, Era 300, Era 100. They will be available for you all by then. And uh, stay tuned in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to receive these speakers this week, I understand. So I will be putting them through their paces and providing the review on a future episode of Tech Guide, uh, the Tech Guide podcast. So keep an, e- keep an ear on the podcast and an eye on the website. Because that, that's where they'll be. If you want to find out more right now, though, Check out our website the, about uh, for the, all about the Sonos era speakers at techguide.com.au. Apple has launched a new music app, would you believe? There's already Apple Music that we know and love. I know that's my go-to music app, but they're also launching a new classical music app which is available for free to current apple music subscribers so you can't just get the classical music app on its own you do also have to subscribe to apple music and as i said if you do subscribe to apple music you get the music apple music classical which launches in late march you'll get apple music classical for free so no added charge it will uh, launch at the end of march and will offer a similar look and feel to the apple music app for anyone who knows that it's uh, you'll have things like curated playlists and apparently thousands of exclusive albums now the idea behind the app is obviously if you're into, if you love classical music you got a quite a hefty catalog of more than 5 million tracks including new releases. People, in my mind, that that made me laugh because in my mind, I'm imagining classical music where they stopped making it 300 years ago. But that's not the case. There's obviously new releases which will be a part of Apple Music Classical uh, as well as all your your tried and tested, you know, Beethoven, Mozart, all, all the biggies. But the app, this is what I like about the app, and this is going to be me, okay? I'm new to classical music Apparently, it's designed to lead you down a path to give you a greater appreciation of the genre. So you no doubt they'll uh, you'll access some of the more popular pieces, as well as learning about other key works and also being able to access composer biographies. So knowing who you're listening to, uh, there's an interesting backstory, I guess, on all these these uh, composers will perhaps give you a greater appreciation of their music. And as I said, the catalogue, which is 5 million tracks wide, is going to be searchable by composer, by work, conductor, and even by catalogue number. So if you've got the catalogue number of an album, you're able to access it. And also, here's, the, here's another, another bonus. It's going to be offered at the highest audio quality possible. That's 192 hertz, so 192 kilohertz and 24-bit high-res, lossless audio. There are lots of recordings also available in uh, spatial audio as well. So give you, if you've got the right speakers or the right headphones, which are basically all the Apple headphones and headphones, you will be able to have that spatial audio effect as well. It's going to launch on March the 28th and requires, as I mentioned, an Apple Music subscription to be able to fire it up, to power it, to run it. And uh, you can actually pre-order 
the uh, on the App Store today if you are a current Apple Music subscriber. So if you pre-order, that means that it'll launch, it'll load automatically on your iPhone or uh, iPhone for the moment. Uh, Android apparently of Apple and Apple Music Classical will launch on Android uh, in the in the coming months. Let's say they haven't specified a date, but they said coming soon. So we anticipate maybe two to three months waiting for an Android user and a classical music lover. This is going to be an app you would want on your device. I know I'm looking forward. I'm I'm not joking. I'm looking forward to having a bit of classical music in my life. Nice, be make nice background music. Might be a nice music to work to. Uh, to relax to, I'm willing to give it a try. And uh, I'm hoping, as I mentioned, the app, which is designed for to onboard new listeners to the genre, I'm hoping they can do a good job of that because I'll be giving it a try the day it launches on March the 28th. So if you're whether you're into classical music or not, you may end up being into classical music with this app. That's what I'm hoping happens to me. But if you're already into it, you're probably looking forward to March 28th. If you want to read more about Apple Music Classical, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews is the Oppo Find N2 Flip, which I only received uh, about two and a half weeks ago. Have been using it ever since. And this is a foldable smartphone. Uh, looks very much like the Galaxy Z Flip 4, which I mentioned previously. Uh, and I have, uh, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. It, it is a nice looking phone. It works well, fun to use, D- attracts a bit of attention when you pull it out of your pocket and open it up. It's like performing a little magic trick every time. And people are fascinated at the fact that a screen on a phone can bend in half, which is exactly what the Oppo offers. Now, the company's been working apparently on this technology for the last four years and only saw fit to release it now because they thought they felt that the technology had reached a point that was good enough for customers and they were right. This is a really slick device. It has polished aluminium sides, a fingerprint-resisted glass cover, and the hinge has a micro-etched wave pattern which features the Oppo logo. Now, when it's unfolded, it produces, you're looking at a 6.8-inch display and it really addresses the demands from customers. More recently, the size of screens has increased. Do you remember a few years ago when a 5-inch phone was big? Do you remember when the original iPhone came out? I think it had a 3.6-inch screen, which was tiny. Then it went to 4, I think, uh, with the iPhone 5, and then increased to they released the the um, the Max phones or the plus the plus phones I think they were called at the time uh, to six point eight inches which was just massive for an iPhone and I think the uh, the smaller iPhone went to six point one inches. I'm using the iPhone as the example, but Samsung phones have done the same thing. It used to be it started with the Galaxy S series and then the Note were the Note series in Samsung at Samsung were the first large screen devices now. A large screen is something we take for granted. But yet the, the same research that tells us that, that tells manufacturers that customers want big screens to view their content, use their apps, all that stuff, that same research is telling, telling them they don't like large devices. So uh, unless you can actually alter the, the, the laws of physics, it's really hard to have that large screen on a small device unless 
it's a foldable phone. So with the, the Oppo 6.8-inch display, literally fold it in half, put it in your pocket, and then it's suddenly a much smaller, more pocketable, easier-to-put-in-your-bag size. And uh, th- that, is, that is a huge appeal to customers because not everyone wants to carry around a big phone. Your big screen, yes. Big phone, no. And that's why this is going to be popular with that customer. The, and, and the good thing too, because it's a foldable device, right, it needs a, it needs a hinge. Their Flexion hinge, as they call it, is made from aircraft-grade high-strength steel and polymer. So the idea behind it is keep it thin, but also keep it strong. Now, it's got what they call a teardrop hinge. So when the layers of the, of the screen coming towards the hinge actually flare out a little bit and form a teardrop shape, is so that the hinge can keep the layers perfectly aligned every time. But the result also is that there is no gap in the fold. So the, if anyone who's seen the Z Flip fold, the Z Flip, sorry, the Z Flip 3 and 4 will tell you that nice phone folds, but there's a, there's a big gap towards the hinge. So the phone ends up being a wedge shape rather than flat but not the case with the Oppo Find N2 Flip. It folds perfectly flat. And to make it even more impressive, this crease is hardly detectable. When when you have the screen, when there's something on the screen, you're not looking at a hinge. You're looking at what's on the screen. You're not looking at the crease. But when you black out the screen, so have it in the open position, black the, blank the screen, so lock the screen and it's just black, uh, under light, you can just make it out. But more, another impressive thing is that when you're running your finger up and down the screen, you can hardly detect it there either. Now, I said it's like the Z Flip 4 from Samsung, and it is, but there are these little features that make it better than the Z Flip 4, including the folding flat, including the, the less visible crease, uh, including the front-facing screen as well. Let's talk about that. 3.26-inch display on the front, which means you can get a lot done with the phone closed. Yes, Samsung had a screen that was it was barely usable, though. You couldn't really type on it. You couldn't do much with it. But what, what, what Oppo's done is created a screen on the front, 3.26-inch, that's the same shape as the internal screen. So eventually, I think the... The thinking would be you can, it's like you're viewing a mini version of the phone on the inside. There are at present a lot of widgets that work, and these are Oppo's very own widgets. So a widget to be able to access the cameras so you can shoot video and and take photos in the closed position. You can obviously see your notifications, reply to messages, uh, answer and make calls from with, with it when it's it's uh, the phone is closed. You can even pay for things with the phone closed. It's gold. It's got 360 degree NFC, so you can tap on any part of the phone when it's closed to pay for something. Uh, there are other widgets for doing things like t- uh, making uh, checking the weather, accessing a timer, uh, the, accessing the voice recorder. There are other widgets that are that are in in uh, in mind here that are in in development. Uh, I I understand Oppo told me that Spotify is looking to create a widget for that front screen, so the that subscribers can then access the entire app and control their music just through that front screen without having to open up the device. So as you're quite useful when it's closed in that smaller form factor. And of course, it's a regular smartphone when it's open. So the whole touchscreen uh, looks looks amazing, really glossy, colourful screen. Uh, so the fold, the folding uh, part portion of the device is really impressive. And they say the hinge has been tested to work for more than four hundred thousand folds, which I think a lot of people think, yeah, that doesn't sound like too much. Well, that's the equivalent of opening and closing your device. 100 times a day for 10 years. So I think they got you covered. If you have this for five years, you still well and truly uh, can rest assured that the hinge will still work perfectly after that time. 
So uh, I think that that's, that's really addressed any doubt right there. Uh, the device is powered by the 8-core MediaTek Dimensity 9000 Plus chip. Uh, that might mean nothing to you, but the bottom line is it is smooth and snappy, works really quickly. Switching between apps, you can do that instantly. So, yeah, performance-wise, big tick. It's also running the Color OS 13 operating system, so nice, clean, workable layer above Android 13 as well. So uh, does a good job there. On the camera side, the N2 Flip has a 50-megapixel main camera, and an 8-megapixel wide-angle camera on the outside. So next to the 3.26-inch screen are the two lenses of the main camera. Inside, of, in, on part of the internal OLED screen, is a 32-megapixel front-facing camera. So selfies, massive and good quality, including portrait mode. Uh, and, of course, with the cameras, you can shoot uh, photos, videos, as well as portrait modes as well. The main 50 megapixel camera has the large Sony IMX 890 sensor uh, and has, uh, they've also partnered with Hasselblad. So a legendary camera manufacturer here. So they deliver this incredible imaging experience. So it can capture pro grade colors. Uh, there's also a professional mode on board as well. So you can really take control of your images while still uh, having that amazing quality. 4K video, also possible in low light. Uh, so, yeah, it's quite a capable little product, this one. Another feature I like, a cool feature, is being able to the, use the front screen. Say I'm taking a photo of you and I want you to see how you are going to look like in the photo. I can turn on the front 3.2-inch screen, 2-inch screen, so you can see yourself in that front screen, whether it's a photo or whether it's a video. So you can be posing, frame yourself properly, make sure you look good. So that gives you a preview of what you're going to see in the photo. And also, too, if you, do, if you use the foldable form factor, you can actually fold it halfway and hold the phone part folded like, like a traditional camcorder. And you can still activate that front screen to act as a monitor for whoever you're filming so they know exactly what they look like. An advantage of the foldable form factor. Let's talk battery. The Oppo Find N2 Flip has a 4,200 milliamp hour battery. The battery is actually split into two cells on either side of the hinge. So they the, the two different size cells, one slightly larger than the other, but it adds up to 4,200 milliamp hours. Now, I reckon if there's one weakness of this device, it was pro it's probably the battery. And that's not to say, look, it, it lasted me an entire day. But I think I've been spoiled using the S23 Ultra, the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Uh, all these devices I've been using, these flagship phones, normally give me a day and a half, if not two days of battery life. The Oppo gave me a solid single day of battery life. Uh, it, was, it was starting to get low late afternoon or sort of mid to late afternoon, but got me to the end of the day. The, the saviour here is two things. Number one, you get a charger with it. There is a little charging brick and a cable in the box. And the other, number two, is that it has SuperVook fast charging. This is the 44-watt SuperVook PD. That's short for power delivery. And that means that when it is time to charge, you can actually use the included charger and cable to get you to 50% charge in 23 minutes and 100% charge in less than an hour. So if you're, say you're in the office and you, you know you're going to go out tonight or whatever, you're getting low on the battery, plug the Oppo in and in less than an hour, you're fully charged. So that's that, that's good then till the next day. That's really impressive. So I think having, uh, look, it's a good, it, it's an impressive battery, not a great battery. Uh, I've seen better when you compare the capacities and the battery runtime, I have seen better. But what's this rescuing? What comes to the rescue is the fact you can charge up this phone in less than one hour, even fifty percent in twenty-three minutes. That's huge to get you to get you plenty of power then to run into the night or even into the next day. Now let's talk about the price. It is one thousand four hundred and ninety-nine bucks, which is surprise, surprise, the same price as the Galaxy Z Flip Four. 
Now, I hear the Z Flip 4 has been or will be discounted, whether it's to combat the sale of the Oppo, the Oppo N2 Flip is a a story for another day, or whether this is Samsung's way of trying to get some older stock moving, considering they're going to be launching the fifth generation of the Fold and the Flip in the next three to four months. Well, it's more like five months. So, yeah, it's around the corner, put it that way, that we're going to see a new model of the Z Flip 4. So that could also be a reason why they've cut the price. There are, there are two colors, Astral Black and Moonlight Purple. I had Moonlight Purple. And goes on sale this week through JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman. Now, I really like this phone. It is a It really sort of puts it up among the big boys here in this flagship category. Uh, and all, obviously, being a foldable is another, another entry into this expanding category. And rumors are we're going to see, as I said, well, not rumors, fact, we're going to see fifth generation fold, fifth generation flip. There's also strong rumors that there'll be a foldable Google Pixel phone later this year. Apple, we won't see a foldable phone from them for, for some time yet, but good to see Oppo mixing it with the uh, with the flagship in the flagship arena here. They've done a really good job of this, really validated themselves as a world-class brand with a world-class device with the Find N2 Flip. If you want to read our complete review of the Find N2 Flip, see all my photos too, and the photos I took with the phone, you will, you'll have a look at my dog Logan again. He always features in my phone reviews. He just loves having his photo taken. What can I say? But it does shoot, prove the quality of the cameras there. That it is pretty good. And also the, the selfie camera. I took a photo of myself in Barcelona where I first received the phone to use. And uh, the, that, that was uh, taken at the a Mobile World Congress, as a matter of fact. If you want to read that complete review, head over to techguide.com.au. Now, remember, I think a few weeks ago, I did mention the fact that Navman had pivoted out, spun out of uh, making sat-navs, GPSs, and uh, focusing on a their their new strength, which is dash cams. And I think dash cams are the, one of those products that is going to be, it's, it's almost going to be an essential, or not almost is, it is an essential item for your vehicle because... Uh, there's lots of things that happen on the road. Your word against another driver doesn't always cut it in a courtroom or in an insurance claim. So having a dash cam really does make it important, especially if you spend a lot of time on the road as well. Like if, you're, if your vehicle is your tool of trade, then you really have to safeguard yourself. And Navman has come to the to the party with a device that's aimed at these utes and work vehicles. It's called the MyView Alta Workmate XDC. So uh, you, you're on the road a lot more. Uh, you've got a work vehicle. The chances of an incident increase slightly, but you don't want to be caught out and, and, and be blamed unfairly or have to pay out or pay extra for insurance the next year if you've if there's been an incident. Um, Navman's already tested the device on popular utes and 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 t- so it can handle typical working conditions as well. The rear dash cam is uh, which is usually inside the back window of a car. Well because it's for a ute or a work vehicle, it's now placed above the rear number plate. So it's not blocked out by anything. If it was on the inside of the of the ute if you got stuff in the back of the car, it's gonna it's gonna block it. Uh, your tools, all these other stuff, having it on the rear plate means it's out of the way. It's it's not gonna be blocked by anything. Yet still being able to take uh, take video of the back of your car as well, because most accidents are, 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 are tail enders, a rear enders from uh, on the road. So important to have coverage at the back of your vehicle as well. Comes with a 10 meter cable as well. So if you've got a lot of slack, if you've got a larger van, you want to install connected the front and back cameras, 10 meters of cable should do it. Uh, in the front, the camera fits into your onto your windscreen. It's got this integrated vertical mount. So it actually, when you put it behind your, your mirror, it actually looks like part of the car. It really blends in a lot better, so it doesn't uh, does not sitting in and and imp- uh, impeding your visibility through the windscreen. It really does look good. There's a picture on Tech Guide if you want to understand what I'm talking about there. 
So no screen in the middle of your of your windscreen, which looks unsightly. I don't like the look of that. Uh, it can also be used, the, the dash cam app, there's no screens, of course, with this one, but the dash cam app from Navman can be used to access, view, and even share your videos from your smartphone. Uh, the front and rear cameras record at 30 frames per second in super MP4 full HD uh, quality. The 32 gig memory card is included in the unit and writes the, to the card every two seconds while minimizing file corruption. So quality memory card you need. I think a lot of people make the mistake of putting any old memory card in a, in a dash cam. It's often in the sun. It's exposed. Not every uh, memory card can cut it. You need an endurance memory card. Uh, a lot of people learn that, way, that the hard way. But Navman includes it, and if they include it, they, it's obviously built to, to, uh, to be used with the, uh, with the dash cam as well. Uh, the, the clear video you're getting is at 140-degree field of view uh, on the, in the front, 135-degree field of view with the Sony Starvis sensor on board as well. That's for the, on the rear camera. It can also handle Aussie driving conditions, and you think about how hot it gets in a, in a car or a truck can handle temperatures, and I hope I'm never, ever driving in these temperatures, but from freezing up to 70 degrees Celsius. How hot would that be? 70 degrees. I think, of course, you're never going to drive in a, in a car that's that hot, but this is Nadman's way of saying it can handle the conditions, whether in the middle of the desert or in freezing conditions, it can handle it. Now, the MyView Alter Workmate XDC also provides safety camera alerts and a warning when you're entering a school zone. It's, it's our, in your own area, you know the deal, you know where the cameras are, you know the school zones are around. But when you're driving in an, in an unfamiliar area, those warnings are very, very helpful because it's not hard to go five kilometres over the limit, 10 k's over the limit in, through a speed camera or a red light camera. It is, uh, it's good to have that heads up. Even entering school zones, I know there's flashing lights and everything, but all it takes is one little thought not in the right place and you could be driving through a school zone at 60, you know, 2.30 and cop a hefty fine that you would prefer not to pay. You would prefer to have the warning for you to hit the anchors and slow down before you enter these zones. You can also purchase a smart box, which is available separately for $79, which can actually provide constant power to the dash cam so it will work when your car is parked. So when you're driving, of course, you're getting everything. But when you're parked, normally the dash cam goes to sleep, nothing happens. But with the with the smart box, you can have the workmate powered up even while you're parking. And if any cheeky bugger hits your car or your truck or your ute in a car park, you got it on video, baby, so you could prove that it was their fault. If they don't leave a note, which is what they should do, you can prove that it was them hitting your car with video evidence. The Navman MyView Alter Workmate XDC is priced at $549. It's available now. If you drive a ute, if you've got a work vehicle, this is a must. You've got to protect yourself even when your car's parked. So uh, we're a worthy investment. If you want to see that up close, check it out for yourself. You'll be able to take a look at it at techguide.com.au. We've got a product from our great sponsor, Netgear. As you know, Netgear's has been a sponsor of the program from uh, from episode one. They're, they're terrific supporters of us, and I hope you can support them as well. But they've just released a new version of the M6 5G mobile hotspot. Now, this is a, hot, a, a Wi-Fi 5G hotspot that was previously locked to the Telstra network. Well, guess what? They've just released an unlocked version of the M6, and that means you can now use it with any major 5G operator or mobile virtual network operator in Australia and New Zealand. Previously, as I said, they were locked to the Telstra network, but now can be used with any 5G service. Now, the wireless hotspot can create uh, a hotspot for up to 32 devices on the go with Wi-Fi speeds, capable of Wi-Fi speeds of up to 3.6 
gigabits per second, which is pretty good. The M6 is powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon X62 5G modem. Uh, so that's responsible for those super fast speeds. There's the dis color display on board as well, 2.4-inch display. And this displays information like your Wi-Fi settings, your password. You can you can uh, activate to shared access. You can see how many units, how many devices are connected to the M6. You can even monitor things like your data usage as well. So really good uh, little bit of information you can see at a glance on that 2.4-inch display. Now, this uses sub-6 only, not Wi-Fi, not millimeter wave as the M6 uh, locked to the Telstra network offers because Telstra does have millimeter wave in some parts of Australia. This is a, a sub-6 only device. So if you're keen on faster speeds, uh, then maybe check out the, the Telstra locked version. But that's not to say that the M6 is incapable of high speeds, just not as high as what, what, than what millimetre wave can provide. But I'll just say to you now, 99% of the Australian 5G network is sub-6. So this will still serve you very well wherever you happen to be. Uh, sub-6 is still pretty quick and gives you some pretty good speeds also. There's an internal battery that has a 5,040 milliamp hour capacity which is good to use all day. I've, I've reviewed the previous M6 that was locked to Telstra. All day long, that battery lasted, even with several devices connected to it, connecting it to 5G. So battery, not a problem. On the rear is a USB-C port that charges the battery uh, and a 2.5 Ethernet port. So you can link the M6 to a device. So you can you maybe... You, you might want to link it to a, a cable, an Ethernet cable, maybe link it to a TV or a, a gaming device, gaming console. You can also plug the M6 into your home Wi-Fi router or an Orbi mesh system so you can share the 5G speeds around your home or an office. That's possible also. So ideal, this is ideal for like your mobile professional who needs fast and reliable connectivity anywhere. Uh, so you can either, if maybe they want to back up or replace their current fixed broadband at their home or office, the M6 5G Wi-Fi 6 modem router uh, will work, uh, will do the job. If you uh, if you want to check it out, the pricing, by the way, same as the previous lock to Telstra model is $899, and that, of course, does not include the data SIM. So you've got to get that separately. The Net, Netgear Nighthawk M6, check it out, 5G hotspot is now unlocked for any Telstra, or not any Telstra, any network, used to be just Telstra, it'll work with Telstra as well, the new one, but anyone, Telstra, Optus, Vodafone, you name it, even the MVNOs, the mobile virtual network operators, their 5G SIM will work in the Nighthawk M6 as well. If you want to check it out for yourself, you can take a look at it at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware, or viruses, or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. 
The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our friends at Belkin. Belkin, great company if you're after a cable, power banks, MagSafe products, you name it, they've got it. Head over to their website, belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I do get asked, I am on 2GB a couple of times a week, and I do hear from listeners who email me directly through Tech Guide, and a lot of them are owners of the HomePod Mini, and they are frustrated they can't uh, get the HomePod Mini just by talking to it to play 2GB because it's no longer part of the TuneIn app. Uh, it is part of the radio app, and it is also, of course, 2GB, 4BC. They also have their own app for you to listen through a smartphone. So the solution for those customers with a HomePod Mini and who want to listen to 2GB slash 4BC, so listen to those stations, my suggestion is that the there is also Bluetooth aboard the HomePod Mini. So fire up the app to listen to 2GB or 4BC on the phone and then link it via Bluetooth to the HomePod Mini so you'll be listening through the HomePod Mini to the station so uh, it, it doesn't, unfortunately, you can't just tell it to do that. You're going to have to do that manually because it needs to connect via Wi-Fi for you to do that. Uh, it's because TuneIn Radio doesn't have 2GB anymore, 4BC. They decided to have their own apps for customers to listen on their smartphones. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, that information is not is not with me, but there's a, don't despair. You can still hear your the 2GB, 4BC radio stations. The people love to hear me on. I'm flattered to hear. The, you can still hear it through the HomePod Mini. Link up your iPhone or, or Android phone to via Bluetooth and fire up those stations on the app. And that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening. It's a full time here. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about on the show, of course, you'll find it at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, info at techguide.com.au, or easier still, click the Ask Stephen icon on the right side of the homepage, and that will open up an email that you can send directly to me so you can ask your question that way. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. These are great sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast, and I ask you to support them in return. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.